you expect me to search the galaxy for the home of this creature and deliver it to a race of enemy sorcerers? This is the way. Bucketheads, Mavar Tegar. Welcome to the 11th action-packed episode of Mando Vision. Nargai Tom, and thank you so much for checking out this small, independent Star Wars podcast focused on the Mandalorian. Remember, the best way to reach out to us is via the social media. We are at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. And please be sure to like, subscribe, share the show with all the other Mandalorians in your clan. We're on all your favorite podcasting formats, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, all of them. If you need us somewhere else, let me know, and I will make sure we get on that platform as well. All right, welcome to this week's episode. This is a a special kind of sort of, you don't want to call it a preview episode because, uh, well, we're not insiders. We don't have anything to preview necessarily. This week, we are going to to speculate on on what may lay ahead for, for all of us viewers in Season 2 of The Mandalorian, which starts this Friday, October 30th. We're going to kind of sort through what we know about the season and uh, talk about it and, and see how much of what, what's out there in the, in the world, in the weeds, so to speak, is, uh, is, is uh, fact or, or possibly fiction. Uh, we'll have to see. I mean, I guess it's all fiction, right? Anyways. <laughs> hey, so strap on your buckets and let's get to it. I would like to see the baby. All right, so let's let's start with one little piece of sort of a sort of housekeeping, just sort of a general maintenance sort of question or sort of explanation on something like that. Uh, I don't know if anyone's bothered to to look this up, so I thought we'd put a little clarification out there. We met at the tail end of episode seven or chapter seven, and then throughout chapter eight, we were introduced to Moff Gideon, who appears to be playing a much larger role in season two of The Mandalorian. He seems to be uh, the main, the main antagonistic, antagonistic force that will be pursuing our heroes across uh, this sector of the galaxy. But perhaps you know, there's, you know, there's, this is this is the Mandalorian. This is a show that's brought in tons of new Star Wars fans, created tons of new Star Wars fans. So maybe you're wondering, well, what the heck's a moth? What is a moth? That's a weird word, right? So we have the definition from Wikipedia. And I thought I'd share it with everybody so that we were all on the same page. You know, you can kind of sort of infer that a moth is an, in, is an important person, an important rank to hold in the Empire. But let's kind of put a little bit more info in there. All right, so according to Wikipedia, moth was the rank held by the sector governors of the First Galactic Empire. In the fifth year of Emperor Shiv Palpatine's reign, there was a fixed number of 20 moths who answered to the Imperial Ruling Council. That year... The senior rank of Grand Moff was created and awarded to Willif Tarkin. As a symbol of their change, or, excuse me, as a symbol of their charge, Moffs wore a rank insignia plaque bearing ten colored squares, five blue over three red and two gold. Moffs were in command of their sector's group sector, a formation that contained assets from the Imperial military and intelligence. Moffs could be appointed by the Emperor or an advisor, but were obligated to report to both. A Grand Moff, overseer of an oversector, 
could override any moth. So again, we, 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 this tells us that Moff Gideon is an elite company. And with the state of the empire, uh, he's, he's fighting to hold on to his power. So uh, that makes him that makes a man very very dangerous. You know, we, we sort of speculated uh, when when watching chapter four, when they're when the when we first meet Cara Dune and and the Mandalorian has to save the the villagers from the bandits who have a, who have an ATSD. You know, we we sort of wondered how did they get a hold of an ATSD to help subsidize his operations? Is Moff getting selling Imperial assets to? Pirates and to raiders, uh, you know who knows. Maybe we'll get a little more explanation on the state of things. We we don't know much of the state of the empire in this t- in in this period. Remember, we're five years post Return of the Jedi, which was, you know, roughly the end of the emperor. That was the end of the emperor and the end of the empire. But there's still remnants uh, re- that that remain, particularly out in this, this outer rim sector where the New Republic doesn't have much of a presence right now. So the Empire's still around, and they seem to be in hot pursuit as they try to perhaps rally under Moff Gideon. Again, we don't know. We're, we're speculating wildly here. You know, there's a, there's a lot of things to explore as a possibility with the state of the Empire, because now remember, you should remember too. We're five, again five years after Return of the Jedi, roughly fifteen years before the First Order, which would appear to be the successor of the Empire. But we won't talk about that. We, let's, let's not get too far down the rabbit hole and too far down the timeline. We're f- focused right here. This Imperial Remnant, its pursuit of the child. Why does it want the child? What does it mean for them to have a child? What could happen if they get the child? That, that's the stuff we want to get answers for. So let's now, now, now that we know what a moth is, let's talk a little bit more about what we can look forward to from Season 2 of The Mandalorian. Again, streaming this Friday, October 30th. It's going to be damn exciting. So let's look a little bit behind the camera. Let's talk about who's going to be directing episodes this season. Uh, a little bit of a change. A little bit of a change is happening. The the we'll, we'll kind of start with like the the sad news. <laughs> I think we're all a little sad to know that uh, Taika Waititi will not be back this season for The Mandalorian. Uh, I think initially it was because uh, he was probably doing work on uh, Thor, God God uh, was it God and Thunder, God of Thunder, Gods and Thunder. Thunder and Love, sorry. Thor, Thunder and Love. Uh, but that was all prior to COVID. But uh, So he was probably doing you know, pre-production on that, so he had to remove himself from doing more, any more Star Wars stuff. So that also probably eliminates the possibility of seeing an IG-11 or an IG-12, uh, or you know maybe even an, him assume the role of IG-88. In this new canon, IG-88 could still be around. Who knows? But that seems to be sort of... And that may be tabled until Taika has uh, an opening in his uh, very busy schedule. So this has led to some other openings on the on the directing team, and uh, none other than Robert, Robert excuse me none other than Robert Rodriguez is going to be one of the directors this season for The Mandalorian. Yes, that Robert Rodriguez of of Spy Kids, of Desperado, of Once Upon a Time in Mexico. So I think that'll be a lot of fun. Robert Rodriguez has always had a very good visual flair, visual style, and uh, now he's getting his chance to do something in the Star Wars universe, and I think that's very exciting. Uh, we also have word that Peyton Reed, the director of Ant-Man, will be directing an episode this season, in, in season two. So we get a little bit more of a another another uh, face from Marvel kind of coming to be behind the camera in the Star Wars universe. So that's pretty darn exciting as well. We also we know of the cast of, of the, excuse me of the, of the team of directors that Bryce Dallas Howard 
Dave Filoni will be back. Rick uh, Famuyiwa will be back. Uh, and Rick's also joining the writing team this season. So perhaps he's writing the episode he's directing. I'm not quite sure how that's going to work out. Uh, also joining the team to direct his first episode, despite the fact that he wrote almost the entire season last year, uh, John Favreau will be directing an episode of the, of the series this year. And that's that's really exciting. John, uh, supposedly, uh, apparently John was very busy doing, doing uh, The Lion King at the time of season one's filming. So he didn't have the opportunity to jump behind the camera himself. So that'll be really exciting to see uh, see uh, Favreau's vision of the show and how how he might shoot it a little bit differently than the other directors. Uh, that and especially because he's using his own scripts. So that'll be really. I think that might be a really fun episode. I wouldn't be shocked if he's uh, saving. You know, maybe he gets to do the the big season finale episode or something like that because that, that was what Taika did. Taika got the season finale episode. That was pretty the big, pretty much the big one, right? The big, the big kahuna for the season. I don't know. We'll we'll see how it shakes out. We don't have a we don't have a list of the, of, of that yes just yet. Uh, and like I said, Bryce Dallas Howard will be back. Rick Famuyiwa will be back. Dave Filoni will be back, joining Peyton Reed and Robert Rodriguez. But there's one name missing from last season. One uh, one of my favorite directors from last season was Deborah Chow and and the excellent work she did on uh, the third episode, The Sin. And uh, Deborah is moving on. I think we've we've talked about it on uh, my other podcast, the Tomcast podcast. Deborah Chow's moving on, and she's going to be heading up the Obi Wan series for Disney Plus. So she's very busy doing that. Uh, planning the adventures of Ewan McGregor returning as Obi-Wan Kenobi, a season, a, a series that we're all waiting for. Uh, that series has, has been confirmed to be extremely limited. Uh, it sounds like it's just going to be one season. Uh, but we'll, we'll talk more about that later. So those are the, the directors who will be behind the scenes. And like I said, Femi Yua, Filoni, Favreau, all going to be the, the writing team this season. So that, that a lot of consistency from season one, a couple new faces behind the camera, a new writer in the writer's room, uh, I think it's going to be real. It sounds like a really strong team sticking around to make this season of Mandalorian really, really darn, darn good, darn exciting. And, you know, remember, season one was our was our entry point. I think season two uh, is going to be very much more plot driven. You know, we have a lot of action now and a lot of, of things to get to because our hero, Din Djarin, the Mandalorian himself, has been charged with protecting this child, finding this child's people. And in the process, at least from the trailers we've all watched, he's going to try to find more Mandalorians as well. So that's going to lead us on all kinds of adventures across the galaxy this season. And it's going to be really, really exciting stuff. So let's talk about some of the familiar faces that are returning for this season. We already talked about Din Djarin. Obviously, Pedro Pascal will be back. I'm assuming... I haven't confirmed, so I, I should I should preface that. that uh, I don't know for a fact, but I believe it is going to be the same three men who played Din Djarin in the first season, will be back. And that would be a combination of Pedro Pascal, Brendan Wayne, and Latif Crowder. You know, Brendan Wayne did a lot of the gunslinger stuff. Latif Crowder did a lot of the hand-to-hand martial combat stuff. And then, obviously, Pedro Pedro Pascal, we know what he did. Also returning this season, Cara Dune and Grief Karga. Gina Carano and Cara Weathers, respectively. That's going to be exciting. That's not, a, you know, we, we've seen them in the trailers already. They're one of the few things that we are seeing. But it's good to see them back. We, you know, we left them in a good place, trying to run a, a imperial-free version of Navarro. We'll find out how successful they are. We'll find out 
if if Greek's turn to to uh, legitimacy is going well, or if if maybe he's got some angles up his sleeve still, it'll be uh, really interesting to see what is coming up. Sadly, it seems that Werner Herzog will not be back this season. Werner Herzog's character, the client, was uh, he met an unfortunate end at the hands of Moff Gideon and his uh, his uh, firing squad of stormtroopers. So uh, odds of him returning are unlikely, which means I don't get any more amazing quotes to use from, from Werner, uh, which makes me very, very sad. But we have a whole slew of new faces joining up for adventures with the Mandalorian. One of the big ones, one of the, one of, one of the ones that I'm most excited to see what he's going to do in this series is Timothy Oliphant. Really, really excited that Timothy Oliphant is joining the cast this season. We don't really know what role he's playing. There have been various reports from the internet that he's going to be playing a character named Cobb Vanth, a character from, from Chuck Wendig's Star Wars Aftermath novels, who is a sort of self-appointed sheriff of a Tatooine settlement. And uh, he also might be wearing Boba Fett's armor. That seems to be the implication from the Aftermath novels. And that might attract some attention or some interest from Din Djarin if they were to cross paths. Now, since we are speculating about Timothy's character, it's possible that these were the boots that we saw at the end of Chapter 5, the Gunslinger, standing over the body of Fennec Shand. Now, I made it clear on my review of, of Chapter 5 that I really hope Fennec Shand is not dead. I would love to see Fennec coming back. I don't know if... There hasn't been much information on if Ming-Na Wen is coming back for Season 2, but I would love to be to have that surprise. So we'll have to wait and see. Now, listen, we have to put a little bit of a grain of salt out here because this is just a, a, an internet report that, that Oliphant would be playing Cobb Vanth, a, a character from the Star Wars novel. We don't know that. Uh, there is a lot... You have to remember something about this series. Remember... Remember the first episode of The Mandalorian when we get to the end and the little the little uh, pod opens up and we see Baby Yoda's head, the silhouette, the, the ears out the side. And that was when all of our jaws hit the floor and our hearts went all aflutter. We didn't know that was coming. This is a show with a lot of secrets. They have done a really good job of keeping things under wraps on this series. And I think they also enjoy the internet kind of going crazy and, and, and trying to connect dots that maybe aren't there. Why do I say that? Because uh, Timothy Oliphant joins the cast and basically they, they find a character who sounds like a character he's played a thousand times. I mean, he sounds like Raylan Gibbons. He sounds like his character from Deadwood. It, it's, it's, a, it's, I don't know, it just feels on the nose. I wouldn't be surprised either way I wouldn't be surprised to see him do this, to be a, to be the space cowboy, the space cop. I also wouldn't be surprised to see them go a completely different way with Timothy's character, whoever he turns out to be playing. Uh, it's just, again, speculation is, is fun. I, the, the, this is always a good time to kind of like talk about things that could possibly happen. But I don't want anyone to get crazy and carried away with, with some of these, these theories and everything like that. So a big grain of, grain, a big grains of salt are going to have to be applied to a lot of what we're talking about on, on today's show. And we're just going to have to wait and see. Another great actor joining the cast this season is Katie Sackhoff, famously from Battlestar Galactica and Longmire. She was on the, ca the on the voice cast for Star Wars The Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels. She played Bo-Katan, a Mandalorian, 
which is exciting. This is great news. Uh, Bo's character has a Bo-Katan has a, a, a huge connection to Clan Vizsla, to the Death Watch. It, it kind of ties everything together. She also has a history with the Dark Saber, and if I remember correctly, though I don't. Mm, this might be a, this might be a bit of a spoiler. If I remember correctly, Bo-Katan was also the last Mandalorian in possession of the Dark Saber before we we next see it in the hands of Moff Gideon at the end of season one. So it should be interesting to see how that plays out. Now that casting, that report that she will be back as Bo-Katan, that one seems pretty locked in, pretty on the you know on the up and up. I don't think that one's going to take as much of salt as the Timothy Oliphant one. Now this next one we're going to talk about is one that I find uh, both full of possibility, full of interest, full of intrigue. And, and that is the report of Tamora Morrison himself returning to the Star Wars universe. Now Tamora, as you may know, played Jango Fett in Episode 2 of Star Wars. He also played all the clones, basically, in Attack of the Clones. Uh, again, Jango Fett, the template for the clone army of the New Republic, of, excuse me, of the Republic, and eventually grows into Boba Fett. And and uh, at some point, you know, uh, those those wizards over at Lucasfilm uh, used his voice, took out the voice of uh, I want to say Jeremy Wintergreen, uh, who did the original voice for Boba Fett, and they they dubbed in Tamara Morrison doing the lines for Boba Fett, which again. It accounts for about six lines in the history of Star Wars. But they use his voice because that's who Boba Fett was going to sound like uh, as he grew older. That was that was, that was, was the canon. That was the lore. So, obviously the big rumor, he will be back to play Boba Fett in Season 2. Are we there yet? Is that going to be something that's explored? Again, potentially. Because if Oliphant's playing Cobb Vanth, and he's he's walking around Tatooine in Boba Fett's armor. There, that's obviously rife with potential conflict, and 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 perhaps uh, Din is there to, I don't know, to help one of them, to help neither of them, as they both seem to be would appear to be imposters, not real Mandalorians, not true Mandalorians, just two guys in Mandalorian armor, and. I don't again. I don't know how that's going to to play out. There's a lot of possibility there. There's a lot of interesting things that could happen from that, but we don't know. We don't know. The other pers- the other possibility I wanted to explore, the one that I think it might be a tad more viable, a tad more plausible, is that he'll be back to play Commander Rex. Oh yes, Commander Rex from the Clone Wars cartoon. From Star Wars Rebels, uh, Commander Rex is again. This is a clone of Jango, who would now be older. And Tamora is roughly the age I think you need him to be to be Rex, who survives from the Clone Wars to the age of the Rebellion. Uh, and if you are not aware, the Dave Filoni has 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 made this made us all aware of this that in his mind, the there is a gentleman in the Rebellion. You can see him on Endor, when the when the when the rebel forces are trying to take over the bunker on Endor. There's a man with a white beard, a very full, luscious white beard. Dave Filoni says, "said on the record, that is Commander Rex in the Rebellion." 
Is that the possibility? Is that where we may go with this? Are we going to get Captain Rex? An interesting possibility. An interesting possibility. And one that I find somewhat plausible because of the big, 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 big news that, that almost broke the internet when it was announced. And that was of Rosario Dawson playing Ahsoka Tano, the former pupil, the former student of Anakin Skywalker, the, uh, the who left the Jedi Order because she saw all the faults in it, who has had an incredible story arc from Star Wars The Clone Wars to Star Wars Rebels. I'm sorry for the pause there. I, I, I'm leery of saying too much for anyone who hasn't caught up on Clone Wars and hasn't caught up on Star Wars Rebels yet because Ahsoka has a lot to do on all of these shows. And I don't want to spoil too much here for you guys, guys and gals who, who are listening. Uh, but Ahsoka is awesome. Great arc, great journey, great character. Uh, I know I know one of my friends is, is finishing Clone Wars, and I think he should be on Rebels right now, so he, he, he probably can uh, back me up and knows exactly what I'm talking about. Great stuff with with the Ahsoka Tano character. That and this is the big news that that is that she will be in this season of The Mandalorian and and will possibly be a character who provides a lot of information to The Mandalorian about the child, about this baby Yoda that that she would be very familiar with his spe- his species from her time with Yoda. Though how much information she has about Yoda's species, I don't know, but as a former Jedi, she would be able to point them to potentially more Jedis if she's aware of where they are. Or she's going to tell them that there are no no Jedi left and the Jedi are, are dead and gone. So there's a, there's a lot to... It, it's it's, it's a, a character, again, rife with potential. So much possibility uh, for what will happen with her meeting Din and how that's going to play out. Will she be an ally of theirs? Will she be a character who uh, comes back, weaves her way in throughout the story in Season 2? And possibly beyond. It's uh, it's, it's it's interesting to to speculate about this, and it would also be interesting to know a little bit more about uh, what Ahsoka's been up to uh, since the time of Rebels. And and again, I'm not going to get into spoilers for Rebels, but that series ends roughly right before like Rogue One and the events of of Episode Four take place. The, that show wraps up, and they do have an epilogue of some of these characters coming back together again later on for another adventure, which I won't get into. Again, I'm trying to avoid spoilers if you haven't watched these series yet. Granted, they've been over for a little while now, but I have been patiently and steadily urging everyone to watch Star Wars The Clone Wars, to watch Star Wars Rebels, because they're great, because they are important to the canon, and they're really good stories that you will really enjoy. I know you may think they're just cartoons or you know, whatnot, but like, there's a lot there, there's so much there, they're so enjoyable, they're so good, so seeing Rosario play Ahsoka is something we're really, really looking forward to, again, rife with possibilities, rife with connections, I don't know what else to say about it, other than the, man, this is gonna be really, really cool, (laughs) this is gonna be really, really cool, and something we're really, really excited about, so another character, or another actor joining the team, uh, will be a sci-fi legend himself, Michael Bean, Michael Bean of the Terminator of Aliens. I mean, this guy's been in uh, so many things as, as so many iconic movies. Uh, uh, Tombstone, his performance as Johnny Ringo. Now, according to Entertainment Weekly, or was it was this the Hollywood Reporter? I can't remember exactly. 
there's rumors that Bean's character is is a bounty hunter with ties to Din's past. We don't know what that means. Is is he another Mandalorian? Is he a member of Clan Vizsla? Is he a member of Death Watch potentially? Uh, it's it's hard to say for sure. Uh, we don't again. We don't know. We like these secrets though. I don't want to know. <laughs> I want to know. I want to learn through the context of the show. So speculating about about Bean's character is interesting. It has been reported again and again with grains of salt here that he's a bounty hunter character with ties to Din Djarin's past, and that that could be true. It seems likely, but it could be false. So take that, keep that in mind. Now another character we saw very briefly in the first trailer for season two was WWE wrestler Sasha Banks, um, and we know nothing about her. She makes a quick blink and you'll miss it sort of cameo. Uh, hooded in black, which makes it seem ominous. Again, we know nothing about who she may be. But usually when you're in a, in a black hood and black robes, that could be a bad sign. I mean, is she potentially a Sith? Is she a dark dark wielder of the Force? I mean, who knows? This is uh, this is uh, interesting possibilities here. This is one of those things they, they popped into the trailer. The trailers don't show a ton, which I really, really liked. I mean, I think we're all we're going to watch the show anyways, so why why ruin the season by giving us too many too many nuggets, you know, instead of just letting us watch the show? But this flash of this character is like, ooh, who, who is this person? Who is who is this person going to be? Is she one of the enemy sorcerers that uh, the, the armor warns Din about? It's hard to say. It's really hard to say. But, man, the possibilities on this show, on this season of the show, we're, we're, we're going to really get into some mythology on this one. Like, this show is it laid the groundwork for its, its own mythology, separate from the Skywalker trilogies, separate from the mainstream Star Wars universe. And now it's time to kind of start digging into, the, into that mythology. And again, I, I, if, I urge you, if you haven't watched The Clone Wars and you haven't watched Rebels, do so because you're going to get a better appreciation for that mythology once they get into it. You know, you want to know more about the Mandalorians. It's all in those shows. They're going to go in that show. Remember, Dave Filoni created those shows. Was It, it was the uh, driving creative force on those shows. He's picking up where he left off with them. Again, you can watch this independently, but you get a deeper, fuller appreciation if you've taken, taken the time to watch The Clone Wars and watch Star Wars Rebels. So that's it as far as new faces go. Um, I, I think we've talked about a lot of really interesting interesting characters, interesting actors joining the team. Going to bring something new and fun and unique to the Star Wars universe. We should talk about the possibility that uh, they're going to go to Ilum, which if you're not if you're not familiar with, is, is one of the home of the Jedi's, Jedi Knights, apparently, supposedly. If they're going to incorporate the, the canon from Star Wars uh, Fallen Order, the PlayStation Xbox video game that I played the crap out of over the over the last holiday season. Now, again, that's speculation based on the fact that Din's on an ice planet in the trailer. He crashes on an ice world. For all we know, it's Hoth. <laughs> we don't know for sure. But it does kind of sort of look like it might be Ilum. We will see. And again, if Timothy Oliphant's character is Cobb Vanth, if Fennec Shan's still alive, it's very, very real possibility we're going back to Tatooine, uh, especially if Tamara Morrison is going to be Boba Fett. You know, he, he may end up on the trail. We we said it before. He says it in the trailer. 
he's going to try and find more Mandalorians to guide him. Well, if there's reports of a Mandalorian on Tatooine, he's probably going back to Tatooine to look for him. We're, we're, so, we know a lot, but we don't know anything at all, which is exactly the way I want it to be for Star Wars. The speculation is fun. Watching the trailers is fun, but I love that they're kind of keeping this movie, or the, I'm sorry, the series uh, under wraps. I love that. You know, so much of our of our nerd culture is is ruined by spoilers and and seeing too much too soon in in trailers and TV snippets and and things like that. And uh, I love that they're sort of bringing back the mystery, the the, the unknown, so that when we watch the series for the first time, we uh, we we are surprised as an audience. And that's something that's hard to do these days is, is to keep your audience surprised and unaware of what's happening because the, the, the coverage via all the news, uh, whether it's it's internet or, or magazines or what have you, I mean, even podcasts, you know, could, could be out there and, 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 you know, try to be trying to be breaking news, try to get those clicks by making things up, uh, which is something that happened earlier this year when... Uh, a couple websites decided to run stories that Pedro Pascal had been fired from this series because he was insisting on playing the Mandalorian without a helmet. Well, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> uh, I, I've still found nothing to confirm those those internet stories. They just seem like 100% clickbait at this point. Uh, Pedro Pascal is still on his Twitter, counting down the days to, to for everyone to watch season two of The Mandalorian. And I think he seems, he, I mean, it's Twitter. I don't know. He seems happy to still be part of the show. So, I, 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 you know, you got to take the internet with a grain of salt. Like, like I said, we speculate on, on the, we're speculating on this episode of the show because it's fun to do. But I would love it if, this, if all these are misdirects. If Timothy Oliphant's something completely different than a sheriff on Tatooine. I think that would be, be dope. If he if it were to be a sheriff on Tatooine, that would be awesome. Uh, but give me those surprises. Give me those, give me those, keep it a mystery. Keep it a mystery. That being said, <laughs> this podcast won't be a mystery. When we start doing our episode breakdowns, they will be spoiler-centric. So do yourselves a favor. Keep that in mind uh, before you listen to the episodes. I'll try to give the warnings. I'm going to put them in the titles. Uh, but yes, there will be spoilers in the episodes. We're going to talk about the episodes, and we're not going to pull punches. I'm going to. I'm, I'm happy to keep... The mystery of, of Star Wars The Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels and, and some of Ahsoka's history. I'll, I'll keep that under wraps in case that is something you're trying to get to. I understand. That's a lot of material. You're, you're watching, uh, you know, five, six, seven seasons of, of, of cartoons, of, of, of an animated show. That, 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 that can be daunting, a lot to handle. But I, I want everyone to, to give it a try and to enjoy that show uh, the way that I did. And, and by, I'm, I'm going to try and encourage that by not revealing too much about what happened in those series and, and try not to reveal too much of the fate of certain characters. You know, again, you, you know too much already. You know, obviously, you know, Ahsoka doesn't die. <laughs> so that threat's off the table. But there's a lot that happens with that character to that character. And uh, the way she uh, evaluates the Jedi and the way she learns to understand the Jedi from a different point of view. Again, point of view, a big thing on Star Wars. So. Again, I urge you, watch those shows. Get that deeper, richer appreciation and knowledge for the character, for the Mandalorian culture that's portrayed in those shows. And join us back here October 30th for the drop of Chapter 1 of Season 2 of The Mandalorian. That's all I've got today for you fine, fine listeners out there. Thank you so much for joining me. 
on MandoVision, a Star Wars podcast focused on the Mandalorian, their people, their culture, their creed. Make sure you're joining us on social media at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, make sure you're liking the show, subscribe to the show, and sharing it with all your friends. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play. And that's all I got for you today, folks. I hope you've had a good time listening to the speculation. I hope you have some speculation of your own. Fire those shots. Fire your speculation at me. Hit me up on social media. Let's talk. Let's get engaged on some of the Star Wars stuff. I'd love to hear from you all directly. Again, use the social media for that. It'd be so fun. We have a little, little chit-chat. And then we can come back into, into the next episode and even talk about further about it with the rest of the audience, uh, with everybody else who's listening. That'd be a lot of fun. All right. Let's get out of here. We're days away from season two. I can't wait. I suspect you're you're all as anxious as I am to see what they do in this first episode coming up. It's going to be epic. And I can't wait. Epic. All right. That's it for today. Remember, on this podcast, this is the way. Bounty hunting is a complicated profession.